I'm Maureen Elsberry. I'm Caleb Eggs. I'm Ryan Sprague. And I'm Jason McClellan. Let's do this. Looks like this planet is next in line. They travel from world to world, making everyone stupid. Oh my God, they're like flying televisions. This is the Rogue Planet Podcast, taking you straight into the future. Uh, sort of. So what if I love a robot? It's not hurting anybody. Listen, you internet nerd. Listening. Greeting people of Earth and welcome to the Rogue Planet Podcast. We've arrived at Halloween. Halloween is this Saturday. So far, we've had a good month on the show with movies and monsters, but I'm looking forward to talking about this week's movies. We'll do that soon, but first, let's talk some news, guys. And I want to start off by talking about this really cool survey that Chapman University put together. This is the second year they've done it. It's called the Chapman University Survey of American Fears. And they do this to see what freaks Americans out. And one of the fascinating parts about it is looking at paranormal fears. And they have some interesting uh, uh, questions they ask these people. Of the 1,500, well, a little more than 1,500 people they polled, 41.4% said that they believe that places can be haunted by spirits. That's a pretty large percentage. I was kind of surprised by that. And even 26.5% believe that the living and the dead can communicate with each other. Which, which is interesting. I'm wondering what sort of communication they're talking about in this, uh, whether they directly think, I mean, they use a, a Ouija board in the image, but whether they're talking about through dream communication or uh, actually, you know, transversing, speaking. Yeah, and that's the problem with polls. I mean, poll data can be interpreted in so many different ways unless this, the questions and the possible responses are extremely specific. Um, <laughs> it could mean anything. You're right. The ghosts I mean, use Skype. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you know, I wonder that. Well, I'm a ghost right now, and that's what I'm using. Yeah, it's it could be anything, and that's how, you know, when you take a poll, you can't follow up and say, well... By communication, do you mean uh, you have your, your possible answers and you have to respond? So read into it what you will. 11.4% um, think Bigfoot is a real creature. That's cool. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. 20.9% um, think that dreams foretell the future. Wow. Mm. Talking about aliens, 20.3% feel that aliens visited Earth in our ancient past and 18.1% feel that aliens have come to Earth in modern times. And to have a little fun with this, guys, let's do our own poll right now. Well, we'll, we'll use their poll, and uh, let's see how we respond. So, <laughs> Oh, no. I No. Yes. <laughs> yes. So your possible response to see, again, this is where you're limited by what is presented to you with the responses in the poll given. Right. Your possible responses are yes, no, and possible. Okay. Possible is very vague. And yes, yeah. I know with these responses, you'll want to explain all of this extra stuff. But these are your response, your possible choices. Yes, no, and possible. So we're going to start with the ghosts. So places can be haunted by spirits. Caleb. Possible. That's one for possible. Ryan. 
Places can I'm, be haunted by spirits. I'm going to go with possible as well. Possible. Maureen, places can be haunted by spirits. Not to sound like a broken record. Possible. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and places can be haunted by spirits. I'm going to say yes. All right. Way to tip it over, bro. Tip that scale, my man. All right. So in our poll of four people, we have three possibles and one yes. And places can be haunted by spirits. That's pretty interesting. All right. So this, although related, is a completely different question. And it doesn't have to relate to that first question. The living and dead can communicate with each other. So we'll start with you this time, Maureen. Uh, I'm going to give you a little hint. Mm -hmm. uh, my answer is probably going to be very similar throughout this quiz. Possible. <laughs> All right. Caleb, the living and dead can communicate with each other. I'm going to go ahead and, and just say possible. Uh, I also want to give Ryan a heads up, dude. Hey, also, uh, Maureen and Jason have already both been proven on YouTube to be reptilians. So this is a whole biased conversation. Anyway, it go really on. Is. Well, that is, yeah. that is a good point. It, it is biased. We can't. Yeah. I mean, and that will apply more to some of the questions coming up here. All right. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go with yes on this one. Um, but, uh, dead to dead conversation is what I'm going with. So no more explanation. But, All right. Yes. Well, I, I'm going to join you in saying yes, that the living and dead can communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. All right. So on that one, we had two yeses and two possibles for living and dead can communicate with each other. All right. Um, let's do a fun one here and go with Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a real creature. Caleb, what do you think? Um... As far as they we're not saying what 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 do you think Bigfoot is, but Bigfoot. <laughs> this reported by people who see this this creature. Does is Bigfoot a real creature? But by real, they mean like a physical entity, like you and I. Well, then we could get into the complicated conversation of talking about interdimensional beings and time traveling creatures and aliens. Is My Bigfoot is real? Exciting. It's not exciting. It's possible. Possible. All right, Maureen. Is possible. Bigfoot a real creature? Possible. <laughs> Don't ask God, me anymore. All my answers we, are possible. Ryan, <laughs> is Bigfoot a real creature? Possible. Possible. I'm going yes with Bigfoot as a real creature. Woo! So on that one, three possible, Jason one yes. Everything. All right. <laughs> Jason, you're starting to look like the Alex Jones of the bunch. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about dreams. All right. Dreams foretell the future. Maureen, start that one. Dreams foretell the future. Uh, possible. Possible. I've had dreams foretell, you know, that have come true. Ryan, dreams foretell the future. 100 times yes. Yes. Caleb? I'm going to go possible, but leaning towards yes on this one, because I've had some very weird experiences as well. And here's the shocker. For dreams foretell the future, I'm saying no. Whoa. I think he's just trying to be original. I, I yeah, he's just, no, he's just trying to be I original. am not. I will say with <laughs> dreams, I... I firmly believe that the dream world is an extremely complicated place. Dreams are hugely compli complex. There's a lot going on there. Um, and we can talk about dreams more in a different episode. But as far as foretelling the future, I'm going with no. And again, this is just my off-the-cuff belief. Right. Um, all right. Let's get into the exciting alien questions. This is where it gets interesting. All right. So starting with ancient aliens, uh, aliens visited Earth in our ancient past. Caleb, what do you think? Possible, gosh darn it. 
Ryan. The fact that I'm watching Ancient Aliens for the first time, uh, I'm going to lean towards yes on this one. <laughs> Media influence. Maureen, have aliens visited Earth in our ancient past? Well, I'm going to go kind of lame on this and say possible with a slight hint at yes, uh, due to the fact that I believe that panspermia is a very viable uh, way that life has been seeded on Earth. Well, yeah, there you boy. go. I, I, I like that. I wasn't even thinking about that, but interesting. That's a good one, yeah. All yeah. right. And I, on this one, will go with possible. Cool. Um. So that's good. We have three possibles and one yes. All right. And now into modern times. Aliens have come to Earth in modern times. What do you think, Maureen? Possible. Possible. Um, again, you are an alien yourself, so it's kind of interesting that you would respond that way. But, Ryan, aliens have come to Earth in modern times. Considering that this is basically all my books about, I want to say yes, but I'm actually leaning towards possible on this one. My right. beliefs have changed. And uh, Caleb? I'm going to say possible leaning towards no. Okay. Yep. And I am in the possible category as well. And see, this is the interesting part about polls because with those responses, we all want to add something further to explain our answers. And, mm -hmm. you know, the, the alien one is, is certainly one for me and you guys as well that I, I have a lot to say when it comes to that. And people will certainly yell at us for saying possible and not yes because we have – so much proof and you know how can we question it we already know they're here and they've been here forever um that's great and personally speaking for myself that's all i can do in my research i've seen so many fascinating things i've had so many incredible sightings myself um there's lots of great evidence out there but as far as going out on a limb and saying that for me personally that i've been 100 percent convinced without a doubt that aliens have either visited here in the past or visit here now, I am not 100% convinced. I think it's probably likely in both situations. It's a good possibility for me, and I entertain that. But can I 100% say yes? No, clearly not. Absolutely. Sorry, Sorry to be a bummer, but you know that's, that's the way it is for me. Yeah. And it doesn't stop me from looking and seeking uh, further answers and further evidence to support my belief that it's probably likely the case. But I'm not going to just jump out and say, oh, yeah, it's an aliens, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, maybe I can speak for all of us. But of course, we all would like that smoking gun and to know for sure. But uh, again, like devil's advocate we might not like the answer we get and we'll have to live with that, you know? So living in this sort of purgatory of knowing and not knowing, I think is what sort of drives and compels us. I don't know about you guys, but that's what keeps me going. I, I, I feel like a lot of people in the field would be kind of like, Oh, bummer to like find out exactly what is going on with the quote unquote alien phenomenon. If it is alien, because yeah. for the majority of like, all of our lives just here on the podcast and so many others, the question has always been like, what is out there? And I think being in the, in the point to where the mystery is still so incredibly open and there's so much to explore, I think we'd be bored if we just knew. And not to say yeah. that in the event that uh, with this new star that has, they speculate has these uh, alien megastructures around it, you know, I'm sure that it would be, 
even more interesting to know, holy crap, there's alien life over there. And I think the, the period also that would be the most intriguing is knowing that there is life or there is intelligence there, but not knowing exactly what it is. So, mm. you know, that being said, uh, I, I think we should enjoy the, the chase while it's still going. It's not going to last forever. Typical man, always after the chase, and as soon as they find, they get it. Well, guys, no thanks for thanks for playing along with my my little poll game there. Uh, let's move on to some other news. Maureen, could I talk right. about an interesting yes. story you posted? So, uh, if you haven't, have you guys seen the movie The Conjuring? Yes, love it. It's okay. one of my go tos now every year. We and we talked about this Ryan during New York Comic Con last year. Oh yeah, yes, I did. didn't think it was very scary. I think I need to rewatch it. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, so the house is obviously based on this family, the parents who moved into this old farmhouse, and Ed and Lorraine Warren came to investigate because they were having all this crazy stuff happen allegedly. Um. Anyway, so they made this movie on what you know, based on the truth, but it's a lot of Hollywood. Uh, obviously. So now the current residents um, are suing Warner Brothers because they're pissed off because trespassers won't stop like peeking into their windows at night. And they've <laughs> put up motion detectors and, uh, you know, no trespassing signs, but it's not deterring people. And they said since the movie has been released, you know, this has been an ongoing thing. Well, the, the tricky part is uh, that they've been living there for 26 years and now she's saying that she believes she's done all this research and she believes the, the, her house is not haunted at all. But, you know, I was doing a little digging and she appeared on an episode of ghost hunters in the second season. And I watched it because I was, you know, doing my due diligence here. Mm-hmm. And she says directly, I quote directly. I believe we have a, bonafide haunted house. Mm-hmm. So the question is, first off, uh, I would ask you guys, what do you guys think of the Perrin case? Do you believe that the house was actually haunted or that it was this big fabricated, uh, huge ordeal for uh, notoriety and money? Well, I would think that if notoriety was the motive here, she wouldn't be now refuting that well i'm talking more about the original case not right the, the parent case not not her now that mm-hmm. who's currently living there i think it's a good possibility hmm. yeah i mean i I'd, I'd have to agree i i believe i firmly believe that something definitely happened i i remember speaking briefly to one of the daughters um who has written a couple books about her personal experiences there and then you know sort of talking about when when the movie came about and how they had them on set the entire time. And again, yeah, I think one sort of inspires the other and now they're sort of running with having notoriety. And like we all know in the abduction realm, that can cause some issue. People want to constantly top themselves and stay relevant. So yeah, I I think it could definitely inspire um, some contradiction for sure. Yeah, I was of the understanding that um, Ed and Lorraine Warren had kind of been like a part of all kinds of different uh, paranormal claims, and a lot of them had proven to be hoaxes. Mm-hmm. I, um, 
But yeah, I've I've never seen The Conjuring. Don't really know that much about it. Uh, I read uh, one of the stories about because wasn't it initially a Raggedy Ann doll that was yeah, supposed Annabelle. to be yeah mm-hmm. Annabelle. Um, but I mean, there's all kinds of like, and I don't think they're impossible, but there's all kinds of pretty extravagant extravagant claims, like people claiming that they saw Annabelle like floating around in circles, like <laughs> in the middle of the air, and all this stuff. And it just sounds so like just Im- Im- improbable to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the other claim, so this, this woman, um, the current resident is suing for unspecified monetary compensation. And, uh, also she wants them to put up a state of the art security system. She says that Warner brothers never even approached them to tell them they were making a movie about the house. And since they used the real names of the people in the case, that people went up and, and looked it up. But I know, I understand that it's like a Hollywood blockbuster movie, so it had got much more, you know, more exposure, but you could easily find it already. The address was up all sorts of places. Uh, Harrisville, Rhode Island is a tiny town. Um, it's, it's not very hard to find it. So I think that it's probably more blown out of proportion. Um, but don't get me wrong, if it's private property, don't be a total jerk and go lurk up on somebody's house peering into their windows at night. That is petrifying. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and also a good way to get shot these days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I this happens a lot, it seems, in the ghost hunting realm, Maureen. Like, people will go to these locations and be very irresponsible or break in or you know, leave things on and uh, start fires and ruin these places. Or like you said, invade someone's privacy. So I think uh, this happens a lot with irresponsible paranormal investigators. So, um, yeah, it's a tough call. It's a tough call because, yeah, you want to get the exposure out there for sure. But at the same time, you're inviting everyone from like the amateur to Ghost Hunters International and sort of a mixed bag of... Is this good or bad? Yeah. And who knows what's really going on here, what the motive is for these new claims. But, uh, yeah, she's kind of taken a potentially bona fide case and boner fight it. <laughs> I think the Ooh, security how system. How were you sitting on that one? He was the, just waiting. The security system just needs to be the Animaniacs. Exactly. They, that would scare me away. They just hang out around the house doing wacky shit all day, and people are like, God, I don't want to have to put up with those guys. Let's not even go. <laughs> or Howard the Duck. Yeah. Oof. Even better. Like, you know, there's, uh, it, it's, you know, the house is secure, but everything smells like cigar smoke, and there's duck shit everywhere. It's kind of weird. <laughs> it's aliens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically, he is an alien. That's so. th- That was where I was going with that. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> Marie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, shifting our discussion to aliens, Maureen, you alluded to this last week, and somehow you uh, you were able to see this this leaked trailer. But a new trailer for the X Files came out, and as you mentioned, monsters. Yeah, it was so weird because mm-hmm. we talked about this last week, and I was like, I don't understand what I saw because it wasn't the new trailer that was released, but it was the one that was released this week. Oddly, so um, I was way ahead of the game. <laughs> Oh, I, no, wait, I can't really say that, actually, because we've got a jerk face McGee who's already seen the first episode with us, so. Yeah. 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 
And we said we had to get you on, Ryan, to talk about that. Um, so I'm just curious, and obviously without giving anything away, because we would hate you forever if you did. Um, <laughs> so you went to New York Comic Con, and at New York Comic Con, they they did premiere the the first episode mm-hmm. of this this uh, X Files revival. Yeah. So I would love to hear. Um, first of all, talk a little bit about the about the panel and your experience there, and then your impressions and. Uh, feelings after seeing this first episode uh yeah i mean i first i first heard about the the first episode being premiered from uh another podcast kumail nanjiani i don't know if you guys follow his work at all yeah he's fantastic he's a comedian and he's on uh what's that show silicon valley um and the x-files and the the (laughs) x-files now yeah well he has a podcast on uh, uh adventure time if you ever I did that. not know that. Yeah, he's Prismo. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to have to watch it now. Uh, yeah, he, he also has a podcast called The X-Files Files, where he covers every single episode, you know, with either another comedian, actor, or he sometimes gets the writers on the show from the original X-Files, which is awesome. So I heard about it from him, and then the opportunity arose where I was able to go to the actual panel and screening. And uh, it was... Incredible, guys. I mean, it was all the original X-Files fans and people who had never seen the show before cram-packed into like a 1,200-seat panel. And, uh, yeah. I was I was curious, how, how many hours did you have to wait in line? I got to the Javits Center here in New York at about 8 a.m. or so. Uh, waited in line for until 10 a.m. when the doors opened, and I was still two blocks away in the back of the line at 8 a.m. Got in, waited another two hours in line to get the actual wristband for the panel, and then waited another two hours uh, to actually get into the screening and panel itself. So altogether, it was around six-hour wait, um, but it was definitely worth it. The second we got in there, uh, Kumail came out and... um, announced the episode first and then the panel took place after that what was really interesting though was the security they had um you know basically men in black just tons of them everywhere and these guys had infrared goggles guys they had like what do you call them night night vision goggles there we go to make sure no one had phones out or recording equipment during the screening of the episode and that was pretty freaky and sort of gave like an extra atmosphere to the whole event yeah, they they do that at movies now too. A lot of the times, I like well because I've uh, used to go to a lot of press screenings of movies, and they do the same thing. They troll the aisles with the night vision goggles. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, not gonna lie. Like I, I felt like I was sort of in an X Files episode myself. Um, but yeah, then they screened the episode, and of course, like people went nuts every other line every other scene and then we had a panel with david duchovny uh who obviously plays Mulder, mitch pelegi and um, chris carter so it, it was it was awesome it was awesome i felt like a little kid again and a lot of the questions people asked were amazing uh a lot of questions about you know Mulder. And Scully's relationship, like what has changed since the show last left the air. And uh, Carter had some really good explanations as to why they are no longer together. Um, you can read about that. Uh, what? I'm you can read about that in my article at RoguePlanet.com. You son of a bitch! And then, of course, the question came up, is this it? 
is this six episodes all we're going to get? And uh, I think Duchovny's answer was amazing. Chris Carter just sort of sat there and didn't say anything. And Duchovny said, well, and I will give this small spoiler away from the episode. There's a scene where Mulder says to Skinner, you have my cell phone number. And that was basically Duchovny's answer to this question was, of you know, we had an amazing time with these six episodes. Chris Carter has my cell phone number. So, of course, of course the place went nuts after that. So, I, I think, guys, we're going to see more. I'm not going to lie. I think that, that out of anybody, the hesitation would come from Jillian Anderson because she's got so many more projects going right now. Yeah, very I, good point. Yeah, I mean, I think even, that she's, she wasn't there. What a slacker. She wasn't there. She did give us a, um, a personal message, quote unquote, which was pretty funny. But um, everyone thought maybe she would surprise us with a visit, but that didn't happen. And you're right, Maureen. She is definitely the most successful out of all of them. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. A lot of people are rumoring that we're going to get a reboot with new agents and whatnot. Um, who knows? And I hope that doesn't happen because I know there are some new agents that are played by, you know, like the chick from Six Feet Under. What's her face? Um, and yeah. and somebody who was the other actor? Oh, the guy from The Flash or wait. Um, Gary Busey. Robbie Arnell. <laughs> Gary Busey. Yeah. <laughs> They're supposed to be new agents. So I really hope that doesn't turn out to be what happens here because I was not the biggest fan of uh, um, what's season eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. The- Gary Busey's the monster of the week. <laughs> Detective Reyes. De- yes. Detective, Detective Reyes. Reyes. Thank you. Yeah. I don't remember her name either. Her she has like really- Annabelle got, I spotted her in an episode of Parks and Rec recently, and it also reminded me of how horrible of an actress she is. I know. I feel bad saying that. I hope she's not listening. But I hope not either. <laughs> Let's cut this out, Jason. Just Wait, we have a call on the line. <laughs> how dare Caller, you. you're on the air. Well, Ryan, uh, I am both uh, jealous and very happy that you got to experience that. That's super cool. You little uh, bastard. Yep. <laughs> So with that, let's move on to our Monster of the Week. Take it away, Maureen. All right. So we decided to pull up with the good old, since he's made some recent appearances in the media, the Lizard Man of Skateboard Swamp. And uh, so basically, this guy's been around since 1988 is when, when he first got reports of him. And what happened was this 17-year-old kid... Uh, was coming home from working at a fast food restaurant at 2 a.m. So, you know, maybe it was like Taco Bell where it's open 24 hours. I don't know. 1988. I don't uh, think Taco Bell was around then. I know. I'm kidding. (laughs) So, anyways, this guy, Christopher Davis, uh, his tire blew out. And he has obviously never seen a horror movie before because what he decided to do was to pull over by the side of the swamp to change the tire. Um, and this is when he allegedly saw this giant lizard man with scary red glowing eyes and three pronged, you know, fingers, claws racing towards him. So he, you know, gets in his car and starts speeding off and uh, the lizard thing jumps on his car and tears his car apart. So he gets home and he tells his parents that, uh, you know. He was attacked by a lizard man. Likely story. 
that's what I love is that his parents believed him uh, because he was apparently <laughs> so startled. I mean, I you got to think like drunk teenager wrecks his car. Drove my oh, car shit. into a ditch. What do I tell yeah. my parents? <laughs> yeah. If you flip your car a few times, you're going to be addled. Yeah. So it's. <laughs> what yeah, am so- I going to tell him? Oh, shit. They'll totally believe him if I tell him a lizard man attacked my car. Right. <laughs> Mom, Dad, you're never going to believe this shit. Like, seriously. <laughs> so where this gets interesting, though, is uh, he didn't report it for a few weeks. And the sheriff went out to investigate uh, a, somebody's car getting attacked, this little old couple. And their, like, chrome had been chewed apart. It says that basically it looked like somebody had eaten part of the car um, and and scratches and everything. And so he investigated this before the teenager and his parents reported their incident. So there's something out there. And then, like, all of a sudden, multiple other people's cars were getting snacked on. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of weird stuff. They found some toe prints that they kind of think were probably uh, done by a stamp. Um but there's all this speculation. Now, is the lizard man real or is this a big fabricated hoax by the town of Bishopville mm-hmm. uh, in order to get tourists in? So, I, yeah, I've got a little bit of insight into this because I grew up in North Carolina. This incident happened in South Carolina. So um, awesome. my brother, obviously the big paranormal researcher, uh, Micah Franks, if you've ever heard of him, he... Um, <laughs> He's done a lot of research into this as well, and there have been lizard man or lizard-like humanoids, unlike the two uh, Maureen and Jason reptilian creatures, um, that have been spotted all over this region and also very predominantly in Cherokee, North Carolina, um, which is obviously home to the Cherokee Indians. And um, not only have they uh, also reported seeing things of what they call the woolly ones, uh, which is which is Bigfoot, but there have been multiple, multiple, multiple sightings of these creatures that are humanoid. They're reptilian. They're also reported to have like almost like a mane, almost like hair on their backs and on their necks. Um, and this is really, really strange. I think this article appeared in Fate magazine maybe like a year ago. But my brother was up uh, working with Phyllis Galdi in uh, Minnesota, and this guy came up. And he had his, this story that he wanted to tell Phyllis, and they were going to kind of do an editorial on it. And so this dude supposedly was somewhere around Cherokee, North Carolina, and he was hitchhiking, basically. He was just kind of like going across the country, hitchhiking, going wherever. And um, wherever uh, along the road, I think he ended up like getting this bull whip that he just kind of kept for protection, I suppose. I don't know, you know how good <laughs> you have to be with a bull whip to use it as a as protection. But anyway... So he told this story that he was um, he was like camping in the woods one night, and he heard something coming towards the campsite, and uh, he said he saw this thing starting to approach the campsite in the moonlight, and it was like this lizard guy, and he started yelling at it like, "Yeah, real funny, like knock it off," because he seriously thought it was a dude in a suit. And he kept saying this, like, uh, seriously, knock it off. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, this isn't funny anymore. And finally, the thing got really, really close. And so he pulled out the bullwhip, and he said he uh, whipped it at the thing. And he said the thing gra- grabbed it in its mouth. 
and rip the tip off of it. And um, just the tip, just the tip. <laughs> and so he, because lizards love the tip. So anyway, so he uh, like ran away and jumped in the river and like swam down a river near this. And as he was telling Micah all this stuff, he says he ended up near a school when he went down the river and this guy hitchhiking and picked him up or hitchhiking picked him up um, or this guy driving a truck. And so he was, you know, visibly shaken and the guy didn't really ask any questions. But after a while, he's like, yeah, all right. And he says, you really wouldn't even believe me if I told you what I saw. And he says, you know, try me. And he told him kind of what he saw. And all the truck driver says is, good thing you didn't run into uh, any more than one of them. And uh, so, you know, this being said, you know, Micah was able to see the um, the bullwhip that it had the tip bitten off and all this. And, and you know, it all could have been complete. God, you have a dirty mind, Maureen. And, uh, all I love how it's could, Maureen. Yeah, for real. She's like, I've never heard of a penis before. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, this could be complete BS. But I do think it is kind of crazy because not only had had he reported an incident like this, uh, Micah had gone and talked to um, a lot of the local kind of elders of the Cherokee that were still in the area. And they mentioned these creatures to him multiple, multiple times. So, you know, this being a kind of uh, East Coast or a Southern East Coast phenomenon, it is kind of bizarre that stories like that keep popping up. You kind of wonder, too, whether it's because... It's in an area where we have a lot more of like reptile uh, population as well. Like what if it's a mutated alligator or crocodile? (laughs) Yeah, I don't I don't know when they built the uh, what is it? Oak Ridge uh, nuclear facility over here in Tennessee. But uh, you never know. I think it was sometime around the 80s. So. Yeah. So so what about you and uh, Jason, Ryan? What do you what do you guys think? Lizard man. not necessarily just escape war, but lizard man as a uh, cryptid, real, not real. I mean, we have so much or lore. possible, or possible. <laughs> yes, no, or possible. <laughs> um, there's so much lore behind like what lizards mean in terms of different folklore, whether it's alien or demon or this that, and it's always seen as evil you know um this is the thing that we we are supposed to fear and stay away from uh i don't know with this one guys what interests me more is why is it always attacking cars like what is it about vehicles and steel or rubber the shiny this chrome. thing maybe Delicious. that's it you know it's said to have red eyes maybe it's the reflections of the the car lights or the steel or what what have so, you that it's wait, he thinks he's attacking himself <laughs> or another <laughs> no not man. necessarily but like uh-huh. you know we see lizard eyes going back and forth back and forth back yeah. and forth and it's the light that's yeah you know they're looking at maybe maybe it has something to do with that why it's attacking cars um, it's part dog look at it go squirrel yes and it could I'm also go with possible also tie into to some of the chupacabra sightings uh they're just interesting interesting creatures there's so many tales of lizard like lizard men <laughs> i don't know weird creatures <laughs> so i i think it's possible there's something weird and bizarre out there but caleb let's move into um our first movie of the week and talk about something else that likes to go after shiny things <laughs> yeah and also uh spoiler alert everybody 
uh, kind of looked like a lizard too, which was super disappointing to me. Uh, <laughs> well, or, yes, I, I don't think we have to say that anymore. But when we discuss movies, it's obvious spoiler alert because we're talking about all the details of a movie. So just be <laughs> warned. So my pick of the week was Leprechaun Origins, just because it was sitting there in the Hulu movies, just staring me down. And initially, <laughs> my interest was sparked because the original Leprechaun movies are friggin' hysterical. I love they them; are. they're so yep. funny. Yeah. And and so I was kind of interested just to see if there was any element of that whatsoever. Well, boy, was I let down because this was probably <laughs> the most absolute generic piece of shit I've ever seen in my life. It was it was from beginning to end your atypical monster movie with some fart in a rubber suit running around biting people's hands off. And it really only had like, you know, it took place in Ireland, whether they actually filmed it there, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it, there was no Warwick Davis saying super cheesy lines that were, like, <laughs> all based around <laughs> leprechaun lore. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody told me that there was a leprechaun where he goes to space. I haven't seen that. I'm really interested in seeing that. Maybe they were confused with the Jason movie. But No, all horror movies have done that. No, <laughs> there, there is a leprechaun in space. I haven't seen it, but it does exist. Yes. In the hood and leprechaun in the space. Yep. God, that's awesome. In the space. In the space. <laughs> uh, God. Well, yeah, um, if, if I were going to recommend anything to keep in mind about this film, it is don't watch it. That was my big, my biggest disappointment with this film was the fact that it does not have anything to do with the Leprechaun series that we've come to love. Nothing. Nothing to do with it. And I was expecting that it would be. So you really led me on there, Caleb, and I'm disappointed in that. But that's my own fault. I went into it with those expectations and I was let down severely. It was also produced by WWE Studios, guys. So well, well, don't 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 make fun of that. They they actually do some fantastic horror movies. That's really yeah. all they do anymore. And okay. I'll find it m- more times than not when I'm watching a, a horror movie on on Netflix or something. I'll I'll find that it's produced by those guys. So that's kind of their niche now that they they found well, themselves in. I love it. And the guy the guy that uh, I. I mean, I think he's that he plays Leprechaun. He's actually a WWE wrestler. Well, when they started the production goes- company, that was the goal behind it. They wanted to have movies created for WWE people to yeah. to star in. And uh, I forget how long ago they stopped having that be a requirement, but that that's why it was created. So. Well, this guy's okay. ring name, the lep- one of the Leprechauns, yeah. Hornswoggle. perfect that is perfect and although i will admit here i have never seen a harry potter movie i couldn't help but think about harry potter when i watched this thing (laughs) that's such a good point yeah i mean the the, the leprechauns totally looked like uh lord voldemort or whatever his name is yeah i did very lizard-like. I, I, I didn't get it, guys. And I mean, such... It's just, let's put these tour, American tourists in a foreign land and hunt them down. It's just... It was so cliche. And then we didn't see the leprechaun until, what? Like, 50 minutes in? I, ugh. Yeah, and then they didn't shy away from it. They showed it over and over. Over like, and over it and was over. Just, you know, give me and the break. last shot, spoiler alert, was st- straight from Jurassic Park. I mean, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, honestly, what I thought was the stupidest part of the whole film is, like, you have got basically an entire 
village of shotgun wielding pissed off people shooting at this thing and blah 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 and the girl at the end kills it in one fail swoop so, of a freaking machete yeah that is the big big uh problem with this plot here is that these people in this village to appease the leprechauns will lure tourists to a shack in the woods and let these things feed on them mm-hmm. but yes they're easy to kill just kill them yeah you could put a couple of bear traps out and you'd probably be fine yes <laughs> oh it was so frustrating watching that pile of garbage so no. that being said if if i don't think the movie's out yet but um in the event that uh, it, it had come out in time i i would have recommended this film that you might have seen might not have it's um a nerdist production called the hive has anybody seen the trailer for that yes Oh. It actually looks pretty cool. It's very reminiscent of the new Evil Dead remake. So yeah, I've been pretty excited. Trusted. I've been excited about this since I heard they got behind it and we're we're pushing this forward. So yeah, I'm excited to see it. What were we well, saying? I didn't, I didn't know Nerdist was doing movies now. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, I know they got Yeah. Oh, James Gunn me... has referred to it as the most horrifying and disgusting love story ever. Wow. <laughs> well, I thought it, I, what made me think of it was talking about. Um, the wwe production if i'm not mistaken i think they have something to do with it and also one of the producers is um big time edm star or star uh steve aoki yeah if you ever heard of him Mm -hmm. he looks like some sort of fighter off a mortal Kombat game (laughs) (laughs) well my the movie i picked this week is Certainly one of my favorite movies. It's certainly one of my favorites around this time of year. And that is the classic 1978 movie, Halloween. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, this movie is so much fun. And I love AMC every year for for doing their Fear Fest and showing all the great uh, horror movies. Um, And they definitely do their marathon of the Halloween movies. Now, not all movies in this franchise are gems, but... The original is quite a masterpiece, in my opinion. It's interesting that John Carpenter co-wrote it. He directed it. He produced it. He did the music for it. The music is so simplistic, but it's amazing music in this film. This film establishes a lot of the cliches that uh, started appearing in these slasher horror movies. In fact, I think he originally wanted to title it The Babysitter Murders because that kind of set up that stereotype of of uh, teenagers home babysitting and friends off being sexually promiscuous. Jamie, friends. J- Jamie Lee Curtis made her debut in this film. Uh, you've got this mysterious creature in Michael Myers that set up this this iconic monster. I can't say enough good things about Halloween, guys. What did you think about this movie? Uh, I'll, I'll, I watched it last night, and I haven't watched it in a few years, so just to hear that music again, just so much nostalgia. Um, and like you said, Jason, it it was the first of this sort of slasher realm, as it were, um, and set us up for that whole idea that uh, the prom- promiscuity of teenagers is what gets them punished, and what do you do to stay alive? <laughs> Don't have sex, pretty much. Um, this movie has sort of been studied in every way, shape, and form mm-hmm. um, as either feminist or anti-feminist, which is pretty interesting. And what's even more interesting or funny is that Carpenter has come forward and said, like, 
I had no like intention of doing anything no. like that. There was this was strictly about a sexually frustrated female who got her aggression out on the guy trying to kill her. Um, so I thought that's pretty interesting, and you can look at it from many different ways. But yeah, just so iconic. And the when he lifts the guy off the ground and sort of impels him into the wall with the knife, that one gets me every single time. You know what? Go ahead. I was going to say that. That leads to one of my favorite scenes when he, like, weirdly decides to put a sheet and Bob's glasses over <laughs> the sheet. He dresses up as Bob. Up. It's so, so funny. But, but Bob as a, like, bad ghost costume. Yep. And it's, it's so bizarre because that's so unlike anything else he does in, in right. his, you know, patterns. Right. It's really confusing why they threw that in there. But it's kind of a, a little, I know it's not supposed to be funny, but. Right. I think oh, that, there's, so, there's so much in that film that is funny. And, and like yeah. we talked about before with the, the 80s horror movies, there, there is a, a sense of comedy in them. Yeah. And what's kind oh, of... No, you go. You go. Well, I was going to say what's kind of weird about uh, Michael Myers is the fact that there's almost this paranormal aspect to him because mm-hmm. also very much like Jason, who's completely paranormal, um, it's like the guy can get shot in the face He's and thrown downstairs. Yeah. Like, he just never he never stops. Yeah. Um, and, and the original is incredible. Absolutely. I, I had to point out though, absolutely Rob Zombie's remake of the first one I thought was so incredibly cool because yeah. in the first half, well, maybe not the first half of the first quarter of the film at very least, he goes into the childhood of Michael Myers. And I thought that cinematically, uh, Rob Zombie, uh, captured such an incredible atmosphere of what Halloween was like in the late 70s, early 80s, whenever that was supposed to take place. And I, I mean, in my opinion, I have never seen another movie, maybe besides the original Halloween, that just captured the creepiness of Halloween when you were a kid. Just the kind of like cloudy day and the, and the, the leaves all dying. And, and the, the, the scene in Rob Zombie's uh, film when the young Mike Myers goes in the woods and beats that kid to death with, a, with the tree branch, that is one of the most disturbing scenes I've seen in a while. Hmm. So I really yeah. wanted to give props to the zombie man because, man, that, that, that film was just incredible. That Agreed. remake is amazing, both the, mm-hmm. the, the first and the second. Um, he did a really good job. I'm not, a, not really a fan of remakes, but he took that iconic series and put his own twist on it, added to the story, changed it. The one thing I didn't really like uh, about the changes he made was making Loomis into the bad guy. He just makes Loomis an absolute prick who's out to make money and doesn't he doesn't really understand what a what an animal Michael Myers is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just kind of plays it off lightly and writes his book and goes on book tours and stuff um and doesn't really believe people when they're talking about Michael Myers and how horrible he is, whatever. That's I mean Loomis is a great character in uh in the first in, in the original series. And uh, a fun thing about him was, you know, he was named after a character in Psycho, an Alfred Hitchcock Psycho. Um, And that's the fun tie-in because Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, was the lead character in Psycho. (laughs) So that was a nice little homage there. Yeah, I love all the nods in the original Halloween, you know, even so far as when they're watching The Thing. The Thing, yep. Yeah, that was great. (laughs) Very cool. And another thing just to, just to, again, praise the 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 wonderful uh original i mean it was shot on a very small budget three three hundred thousand dollars 
Um, they did some pretty incredible things with camera movements and, and steady cam usage. Um, just some of the shots in that that they were able to get were kind of groundbreaking at the time. And they shot the whole thing, I think, in something like 20 days. The production time was very brief. So for what they did, for the money, for the time, and what they had to work with, they made a solid movie that, although it's dated in the lingo they use and kind of how cheesy it is, it's still a solid movie today. For sure. Oh, yeah. Agreed. It's it's definitely one of those things, too. Like, re-watching it now, it had been quite a few years since I've seen the original is one of those things of, of not only how terrifying, like you said, Caleb, is Halloween for kids, but to be an adult and walking around when there's so many psychotic people out there. Like, Halloween is the perfect time for someone weird. Like, the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Lori, does not immediately call the police when she sees this guy following her around with a mask on, <laughs> it's because... It's Halloween. There's lots of people dressed up in costumes. Yeah. It's not that weird. But, um, and I guess that goes into a long line of serial killers like uh, Gacy and the whole clown, uh, creepy clowns that are taking yeah. over everywhere. Um, but it, it's kind of scary. It's kind of, you almost want to stay home and lock your doors. A but fun. it's the day you're supposed to open your doors to strangers. That's right. Let them in. Yeah. yeah. A, well, fun, a fun thing about the uh, Rob Zombie remakes is that, uh, I never remember how to say his last name, but Brad Dourif is the sheriff in that. And he is Chucky. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yes. Chucky <laughs> is in the Halloween remake. Oh, I love that. Awesome. I love it. He's such a great actor. And uh, it's fun seeing him in there. So every time I see him, I'm all, hey, that's that's the guy from Halloween. But then then I remember he's also Chucky. So, Well, keep – I just wanted to bring this up because this is something that's kind of been like lighting up my news feed the whole time we've been on. Maureen, you were talking about, like, there are a lot of psychopaths out. Right now, right here in Asheville, where I am, um, there are two girls missing, uh, and everybody's looking for them, and they think that it that they are um, associated with this guy who killed, I think, an, like an elderly, elderly person recently, but uh, their names are Alexander Brooke King and Tatiana Diz, D-I-Z, if anybody happens to know him and is listening and has any information, uh, please get in touch with the Buckham County authorities. But that just goes to show, you know, there are crazy people everywhere. I don't know if they have been uh, abducted or what, but it's it's a freaky situation, no doubt. Well, way to um, really <laughs> bum us out at the end of the show. Hey, it might it might be helpful to people. Who knows? <laughs> well, thanks, Caleb. Appreciate that. <laughs> This public service announcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for adding that. Well, we hope you've had fun this month listening to us gab about monsters and horror movies. And we'll continue to include monsters and movies of other genres in future episodes because we just have so much fun being nerds and talking about this stuff. But thanks for joining us. Our website is RoguePlanet.tv. You'll find all sorts of interesting stories there for your reading pleasure. I want to remind you that this podcast is available on iTunes, among other places. If you like the show and you have time, it would be very nice of you to leave us a review on iTunes. That is all from us. We will see you in the future. Bye. <laughs> Happy Halloween, bitches. <laughs> <laughs>